0: The following podcast is on plant medicine. Uh, We will be discussing the experiences we've had with plant medicine. We are by no means advocating that anyone listening to this podcast go out and try plant medicine on their own. Um, If you should choose to do that, uh, you should speak to a physician about how it might affect you with any medicines you may be taking currently. And if you choose to do plant medicine, you should do it um, with someone that is schooled and trained in administering plant medicine. We are not encouraging anyone to do anything that they don't uh, want to do on their own free will. This is just our perspectives. Please enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to um, our latest episode of Light on Method. And this one is going to be exploring plant medicine, something I think most of us have an interest in. Um, I know I do. I've always been interested in exploring the aspects, the deeper aspects of myself that we have trouble reaching. Um, The interview today will be conducted by Shanaz, and she's going to be interviewing Leah, um, who has had or participated in a few plant medicine experiences of her own. I'm really anxious to get into this. Leah and I have had this discussion several times, and um, each time I feel like she uncovers something new that she found out about it or that's come to her about it. So um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope we all learn something from it. Both the ladies are here today, Shanaaz and Leah. Um, Shanaaz, go ahead and say hello and let everybody know what led you to uh, be curious about this subject.
1: Okay. Well, hello, Kathy. Hello, Leah. I'm very excited to explore plant medicine with all of you guys. And what uh, got me into plant medicine is because I've been always curious about understanding consciousness and what can help expand consciousness. And it's just there are so many ways to go to the mountain. And I feel like plant medicine kind of expedites the whole process. And that's why I'm very excited to talk to Leah about this since she has First hand experience it. And I have been very much interested in doing ayahuasca myself, even though I haven't been able to do it because I know the plant calls you when you're ready. And I believe that it's kind of going to unfold with that. And I think this conversation will help me make the decision when I would like to explore that for myself. So, yeah, I'm very excited about doing this. Yep.
0: Leah, say hey. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, I, I think let's just get into it. Shanaaz, go ahead and, and we'll, we'll all uh, answer and intervene as we, we feel we
1: need to. Okay. So, well, I will start with the fact that the plant medicine, right, it is called plant medicine because it has a medicinal effect and it does create experiences that are naturally not experienced uh, on our day-to-day life unless you do some extreme things like, you know, Van Den Hoek, right? Like she does this extreme breathing or extreme diving into cold, freezing water. And she just test humans' uh, ability in ways that there are people who actually experience uh, things that are beyond, uh, you know, beyond normal, ordinary day to day things. And it's very interesting that throughout the ancient culture, the plant medicine has been detected in shaping things, scriptures, historical data, And it has been consumed by human beings uh, throughout these uh, thousands of years, right? However, in today's world, we do agree for alcohol and cigarette to be legal, right? Even though alcohol completely ruins your liver and cigarette ruins your lungs, right? But but it's legal. However, the plant medicine, is completely considered illegal, especially in the United States. And I think that uh, like, and I worked for the company Boeing for the longest time, and even if you work in Colorado, for example, the plant medicine is uh, legal there. But still, if you are a Boeing employee, if you consume anything, you are going to be let go on the spot. It doesn't matter what role you have and what uh, yeah, what position you have. So it's a very strict um, world we live in, especially in the United States. And Portugal is one of the countries where the plant medicine was de uh, criminalized, like we made it like it's not a criminal act and it affects their mortality rate and their crime rate. So it's pretty amazing that how, uh, how that is important. So one of the things that I'll be unfolding as I'm gonna be asking question to Leah today is um, that why, you know, the DMT, right, which gets released in the in your gland, is activated with the usage of any kind of uh, plant medicine, psychedelic. And the fact that it actually gives you a perspective that's very different than the one That we live on on a day to day life with the mass brainwashing, so I think uh, what I wanted to explore is that does that affect your consciousness in a way that it opens you up to more truth, right? So that is one of my um, theme that I'm basically emphasizing on as we are going to go through deep now, asking Leah. So one of the first question I want to ask Leah in order to start this is that what was the main reason you gravitated towards the plant medicine? And then um, please tell us which one you have done and whether they were legal or not from the United States perspective.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, I've always been one that's been curious and have dove in deeply within my own self-development, curiosity about consciousness and uh, I have done lots of reading and listened to many podcasts and discussions on plant medicine. And when I received the, the call to do it, um, I, I, I answered the call and the first time I did it was right after the passing of my biological father. And I had never done anything like this in my life. And, uh, I was called to psilocybin, and initially it was to deal with some grief that I was moving through. And yes, that is illegal in the United States, Um, but I had acquired it through um, an individual that was able to administer it to me and um, be there as a facilitator.
1: What was the name of the one you just mentioned, Leo? Like, how do you spell it? (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no idea
2: <laughs> I don't want to I, I I don't know the spelling but I can send that to you I don't want to mess that up via through this but it's still a so that's mushroom
1: oh okay so it is a mushroom okay and I didn't yes. have heard of that ingredient and I, I even remember that there's, there's a huge effect with that one so that's yeah I would love to get the name Text it yeah. to me because, as I said, this is an education for both me and Kathy. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you ask all these questions. Okay, so continue. So, you said it was the, uh, that is actually a very good point you're making that you actually were processing the grief by going through this journey through this mushroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
2: it was. Um, but what I thought uh, uh, I was going to be doing is moving through the grief. I'm sure that was there, but it, it was. Yeah actually it's forgiveness that I moved through with the medicine and not knowing that that was what was sitting on the other side was having to forgive myself and forgive others and not necessarily the grief that I that I thought I was going to be dealing with.
1: Right. And that makes a lot of sense to me, right? Because you are Actually, when you go through that process, it kind of helps uh, overcome the grief. It's it, it, they're kind of connected with each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I think sometimes
0: too, Leah, that you know I think one of the things that holds a lot of people back in this life is holding on to um, grudges and hatred, or you know, not being able to find forgiveness. So I think sometimes for people, if there's deep hurt, the forgiveness is is buried. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to reach. And I think sometimes if you can find something that gets to that level of your consciousness, then once you experience it and feel it, you, you can you can have it. You can have forgiveness for whatever, you know, for yourself or for someone else. So I think it, it probably just helped you get to that place to where in your mind, you know, in your soul that you could let go of whatever you were holding on to, you know, um, and free yourself of it.
1: Yeah, so thank you, Maria. I think you were about to say, So, mushroom was the first one you took, and that was at, during the, you know, right after the death of your biological father, and then you have done other things, right? So go ahead and list them all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there isn't a long laundry list. My second, my second... Um, experience that I'd had with the plant medicine was for my 50th and originally I had thought that I was going to um, do ayahuasca and then the, the practitioner ceremony practitioner wasn't able to offer the ayahuasca but was able to offer peyote so I had done peyote and I did that for my 50th birthday and it was it was more, um, I felt called and I wanted to go deeper into the, the development that I was living through. I was doing a lot of self work and I always am, but this was something that I felt called to do. And I, I worked with a shaman and I had gone to Costa Rica and I honestly don't think it's illegal there because there are quite a few um, centers where you can go and do the medicine.
0: I think it is here in the United States, though, unless you're Native American.
2: Is that right? No, there's more. There's actually you can get a a, you can become a member of a Native American church Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be Native American to get that license.
0: Oh, okay. But for the general population, it's it's a no, no,
2: right? Yes and no. no. Yeah, <laughs> but you can you can be you can be the practitioner and administer it, but I don't think it's uh, legal for uh, an individual like myself or others to just carry it around with them. You know, I, I don't know.
0: I just find it very curious that the that the drugs that are of nature and that are safe um, for the most part, you know, especially if they're done in some sort of ceremony and. And with a, a shaman or, you know, a mentor or something like that, isn't it curious that those are the ones that the ones that expand your consciousness and connect you to the true self and all that? Those are the ones they don't want you to take. I find that really curious. But the ones that you can become addicted to and that feed the economy and um, you know the the ones that the pharmaceutical companies can pump out and. They're, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay to take. They'll write you a prescription for them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just find it
1: really backward. Um, yeah, so Kathy, I can help you eliminate your curiosity or your concern yeah. on that, right? There's a very good reason for that is because if you want to create an effect of some sort, right? I mean, insulin, remember, we did the podcast yes. on inclaiming. yeah, And that can only be done if you keep people... on on a sleeping pill, right? On a pill that just keeps you not able to use your own DMT which gets created by your opinion grant or accentuated for any reason because all of these plant medicine basically enhances already what's in you. It basically brings out whatever is in you and magnifies it for you to process it so you can handle life better or evolve to the next level of your growth and so forth. So of course, why would that would be illegal and i was just looking up on the google while we were talking about peyote and yeah it is illegal in the united states and you were right earlier that it is native American only can use it during the ceremonies and uh, it has been proven that it helps treat physical ailments however even then it has to be only used by native american in the native american church and that's what that says. so yeah it's kind of I mean, it's obvious, right? So, like, Mia, in your case, you, in order to consume these, you had to go out of the United States to do it. That way you were following your, well, you know, yeah. your not...
0: It yeah. it's, it, But think about it, though, if if you if you can expand your consciousness to a place where you truly think for yourself and you know what's good for you and and you can tap into that connection to nature through nature through plant medicine, then you'll know how to heal yourself. You know, you won't need uh, all the doctors and you won't need to listen to the lobbyists and all the you know, all that those things that are going on in the world you know, because you're connected to the source. So it's, it's not very beneficial to them to allow this on any degree. I'm really shocked that marijuana has made the progress it's made. And I'm a marijuana user, um, not all the time. But when I feel like I might have some anxiety or I feel sometimes nauseous or just whatever, you know, I, I I will do that. And, and I feel that that's my choice and my prerogative. But, you know, I live in a state where it's not legal, you know, so I just, I, it just astounds me still to this day that, that these things are, are illegal. Now there's drugs, I understand being illegal, you know, I, I understand completely, they're, they're harmful, they're dangerous, they're of no use whatsoever. But these, these plant medicines are are different, you know, They're and they know they're different. And that's like when the, when the 60s and 70s moved through and all of these people started having these radical waves of thinking, well, it wasn't where they wanted their thoughts. The government didn't want their thoughts to be there. They wanted to be in control of our thoughts. And that's mm-hmm. where the propaganda comes in and the manipulation of, of thought and people through television and social media and all of these things. But if we had that connection to nature, they wouldn't have the handle on us that they have on us. in as a okay. general, as a general rule. So I, I don't know. I just, I just find it fascinating. And I think this nature medicine too, like plant medicine, medicine that comes truly from earth. And, and I'm not real versed in this Leah, correct me if I'm wrong from when your knowledge of it, but it's very simple usually. It, it's very pure in form. It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be derived in a lab, or it doesn't need to be compounded, uh, maybe with one other thing. I know ayahuasca is a combination of two different things, um, correct? But the, but it's 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 created right there by the shaman or by the native people. It's not there's nothing generated about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, marijuana is a natural plant. Peyote comes from nature. It's very, very easy for them to create this. You know, so there's no money to be made (laughs) in general. um, You know, from this, I think. I think that's
2: part of it. I could be wrong. Y'all, go ahead. Well, it comes. Yeah, I was going to say it comes from nature. So, you know, shaman isn't creating it. It's grown and then it's sourced, harvested and sourced. And administered by the shaman. So, in the plant medicines that I, I have a, I have um, uh, partaken the journey with, is not anything that I would ever think somebody would want to do recreationally. No, no, yeah, without in- ceremony. I mean, but I think that there is that concern that you know it's happened. I mean, of course, it's happened with mushroom, and it's happened with. You know, DMT, it's happened with a lot of these plant medicines where people decide, well, they're not going to do it within the the, the realm of the journeying and the the shaman and the the ceremony and celebration and ritual. They they decide that this is a good thing to do before they go out and party. Yeah. So so I do understand some concern without having that deep reverence for the plant. Right, right. That's a good point. (laughs)
1: I think just like anything, right? You can have a gun in your hand, right? And you can use it for good or bad, right? So, yeah. similarly, like when you were like in the 1960s, Kathy, like you were mentioning about all the, you know, situation that happened because people were kind of going a little extreme on it is because they were not using it for what its purpose is. And, and just like anything and everything, you have to have a good intention, and then the result is good for your self growth, like. Right. Leah pretty much had a good intention going in in both cases. She wanted to just do it for her personal journey, personal growth. And and therefore, Leah, would you like to expand on your experience, both with these uh, and how they differ from each other? Um,
2: yeah, sure. Um, and I'm always open to you know more, more of your questions. But mm-hmm. when I did the peyote, I... Well, both. I went in with intention, you know, wrote it down, prayed about it, spoke about it with the shaman, and the corandera, the, the medicine woman that was with me. And once the, the ceremony started and it was administered, um, there is a process to that. They don't just, you know, hand you the, the plant and, you know, take it. But once it was, there was the Icarus that were, you know, saying that is, those are the songs of the plants. And, you know, of course it was, um, initially it was very meditative for me and then it became very colorful. There was lots of shapes and the sound actually influenced the shapes that I saw you know, very holographic in nature. And uh, for me, what I experienced was a lot of visuals. It was extremely heart opening. And, you know, the deeper that I went into the state, uh, the more expansive I felt um, to where I felt that there was no longer a body. There was no longer a me. Um, like the, when I say me, the, the, the little self, the ego, it was, I was part of everything and it was part of me. So there was no separation. So, with that experience and coming back, that's with me, that, that knowing, that deep knowing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you know, right, you can't unknow. Uh, and I think no. that is why something changes in you when you do that. And then from there on you are on that different fractal path because you've already made that change in you and you I mean it's a DNA level change you make. And even Kathy, you mentioned that when you know you do um, marijuana, right? For uh, kind of like dyspersonal um anxiety and all that stuff. And and you can shed light on from your experience that how do you feel when you when you do that?
0: Um, you know, for me, I'm I'm generally a very upbeat and happy person pretty much all the time. I mean, it, it, it takes just, I get tired sometimes, or I get just a little frazzled or worn down. I can honestly say that anxiety, thank God, is nothing I ever really have, have had to deal with, not on the level that a lot of people do. But if I just feel like I'm overwhelmed, or I just can't, can't calm my brain down every now and then I will generally for me, it's like a gummy or something like that. I don't really like to smoke. So um, but what I have found is it just levels me out. You know, I'm not one of these that really goes and gets high. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more uh, just to um, elevate myself a little bit, you know, and feel feel a little better about everything. But what I have found is, it, it just kind of takes that worry away A- and the worry generally is is not things we need to worry about anyway, right So it brings me yeah. to, it brings me to that place of sort of I, I consider it, a reality, the, the real reality, like everything I'm worried about half of what do they say, like 98% of what you worry about is never going to happen anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so it kind of brings that reality check back around to me, like, what are you? Why are you worried about this? You know, relax, you know, remember to take a deep breath, laugh, laughing is so important to me, you know, and it's one of those things that just levels out my hormones and my mood and it, it, it lightens my mood I can see the the humor in people um, I can find the humor in myself so it's just one of those things that literally lightens me up a little bit. I don't like to drink yeah. I don't like to drink regularly or um, a lot <laughs> you know so it's just one of those things that can give me that that little, edge, take the edge off of me a little bit and, and remind me that we're here to enjoy life you know and I will never take yeah. prescription drugs if I can avoid them ever oh, um, yeah so so for me yeah. it's just one of those things that I turn to occasionally if I want um, and I feel I have the right to do that but I feel yeah, yeah I, I do I feel that that's, that's one of those things that you know Be responsible with what you're taking. But again, it's one of those things that could be abused, you know. Um, But, you know, I I really feel with people in general, people are going to do what they're going to do, you know. Um, A grown person in the world today. Now, granted, what's not available to them is a deterrent for sure. But if you want to drink, um, you're going to drink. You know, if you want to get high all day, you're you're going to. Um, I think we need to to take another look at at the stringency that we put on some of these these plant based medicines, and and not I'm not saying that they don't need, that they need to be unregulated, but they need to be made available to the people that need them. You know, ayahuasca is one of those things that. Uh, Leah, when you were describing your experience earlier with the peyote and you said you were no longer a body, that's an out-of-body mm-hmm. experience, you know. Yeah. You, you were no longer physically, you were no longer in, your spirit wasn't in the physical anymore, you were in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. they, they say experiences like that can cure many ailments, um, they can cure drug addictions. they can cure mm-hmm. um, all sorts of illnesses because you you have that experience of of being able to escape the physical self and that's where the hell is is in the physical self. So you know it's mm-hmm. one of those things that I wish sometimes like I I have very people very de- uh, a person very dear to me that, I'm afraid I'm going to lose to drugs. As a matter, I'm I'm pretty sure I will. You know, it's it's reached that point. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I would love for that to be available to her as far as uh, ayahuasca. But you know, I can't go drag someone off the streets and drag them to Peru. (laughs) You know, to to get to have this experience. So, I just think it would be so beautiful if it were easier to excess than it
1: is yeah. so Kathy I'd like to tell you that ayahuasca actually uh, they are doing it in Florida now, on, and I know a couple of close people have gone there and done it so I think that it is available in the United States and, and I don't think it's illegal and uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong so yeah ayahuasca has been made available of course it's better to go in the, in the place where it came from and, right. and you want to make sure you go to people whom you can truly trust because that one because I know uh, I I was under the impression that Leah had done it, but that one I know is very ass-kicking, like it really hits you down your knee. And uh, you really want to be with someone that, because if you lose all your inhibition, and let's say if you go completely to the point where you don't even know how far you're going to go, right? Because these uh, things bring things out in you that you are not sure, like how far you're going to go. So you want to be with people that you know that they'll protect you from you. Yeah, yeah. So that means very important that somebody I can fully trust that you are going to take care of me while I'm not even taking care of myself right and I'm not sure if that happened to Leah in the process of doing these um mushroom and peyote. uh Leah did you have the, any of that type of concern that you may go too far and and you needed some you know safe keeping hold of yourself for myself
2: now I I, I I was not worried about that at all I mean I One, I I trusted myself, and two, I trusted the shaman and the, you know, the practitioners that I've been with. And, And oftentimes, they do have additional facilitators that are there with them, and then afterwards, there's the integration aspect that you move through. And sometimes, you know, not where I had done it, but there are facilities that do this that also have psychotherapists that work with the individuals after you have that. So I I never, it wasn't in my consciousness to be worried or to think I was going to overdo it. I just didn't have that in my thought.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's not about overdoing. It's more about like you're doing something new to your body. And that is how I'm coming from it. It's not because I'm going to overdo because I'm taking whatever yeah. somebody is giving it to me, but n- neither them or neither I have done this. And therefore, I don't know what the limits are, right? Because the limits are infinite in in experiencing it. And to me, I you know, because we usually what controls us in general every day, right? You, you control yourself, right? That you have to put clothes on to go outside for example you know that to me is a self-control we put on ourselves and when you are under the influence of something that you've never done before to me you are not sure what level you're going to be operating from your you know from your mind from your brain from your consciousness and you have to give yourself that permission right that okay you know what all bets are off however I'm under a good hand like you said me and so you you know I mean that's what I. that's where I'm checking on here to the point where because you, you know, you are mm-hmm. on the unknown territory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's interesting, uh, Kathy, when you were mentioning about uh, the fact that you feel like you're more in touch with the reality as it is uh, than being occupied by other things that uh, our worry mind creates. And I just wanted to say that yeah. F-E-A-R fear, um, I kind of look at fear as a um, more like a failure to appear in our reality because fear never ends up happening. It always stays in that fear space, right? Yeah. It always stays in the imagination space where we're making ourselves miserable by thinking about it, but it never happens. Well, I, I think the,
0: um, the world we live in today and probably have lived in for centuries, but um, it's an illusion, it's not it's mm-hmm. not the real it's not the real world uh, it's it, it's we've everything about this this plane that we live in right now or that we're existing in that we're talking in that people are listening to us in it's an illusion and and that they want that the the general whoever's running the show or whatever they want you they want to maintain that illusion and when we do these kind of things that take us out of this reality which is the illusion then that's dangerous, you know that that's that's dangerous to the paradigm that have has been created. And I know this sounds bizarre and out there and crazy, but Liam, when you say you were you were part, or you you understood when you were under the influence of this that you were one with everything, and and yeah. everything is a part of you, and you are a part of it. That's mm-hmm. that feeling that we all need to have but if we all Absolutely. had yeah but if we all had that then there would there would be no need for the constructs that we have all around us today so therein lies the control of why we're not freely allowed to take the offerings that this earth has for us which is utterly a shame um And sad. But, you know, as far as like when we were just talking about, you know, the fear of where you might go during the journey. um, Mm -hmm. I think when you're ready to truly know thyself. Then then the journey, then the journey won't won't be that scary. Um, Because I think people who really go about these plant medicines to do these plant medicines when they go about them for the right reasons they've already done a lot of work before they get there so this is mm-hmm. before you're if you're called to do this then then you've done a lot of work already and and so it it's not going to be so scary you know I think in order to truly know thyself we have to be willing to cross over and and look at ourselves. From the bigger perspective, and the only way we can do that sometimes is with a little bit of help, you know, from 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 Gaia, from from Mama Earth, you know, from what she has to give us, um, and not yeah. numb it and block it out with with anxiety and antidepressants because that's so much exactly what is happening. And I'm not saying that people that it's wrong to take those, you know, that's your. Your call, and between you and your doctor, and whatever works for you. But I really think that if we if we took the offerings that she offers, and and really did the the work of knowing yourself, then you know it it wouldn't be so scary. It wouldn't seem so scary. You know, we're we're trained to fear our own mind. Our we're we're mm-hmm. trained to be afraid of of feeling and it's just bizarre to me it's just bizarre to me so I'm not afraid of any plant medicine I would love to try it and 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 do it the right way I just haven't had the opportunity Mm. so why have you not done ayahuasca
1: yet yeah yourself
0: I, I, I did want to do it. Lee and I have had this conversation for a long time. I wanted to go to Peru and do it. And that's not something, you know, I've had the opportunity to do. Um, I okay. haven't, you know, I haven't traveled uh, abroad. Um, I, I had the business that just consumed me for years. Um, I'm just now at a place in life to where I've had some time, you know, to... If I wanted to do things like that to go and do it, but I'm not really into traveling outside of the country right now, <laughs> and I haven't, no. I haven't, um, I'm, I haven't really felt the calling for the ayahuasca um, as of exactly. lately. Um, but I, I do now. I have tried mushrooms. Leah, Leah was um, knows all about this. I did. a a very large dose, it's considered a mega dose. And it didn't Mm -hmm. affect me at all. It did not do anything or change my perspective. I didn't, (laughs) it didn't, it didn't work. (laughs) And not only did I did do that once, I did that three times over, over about a year. And it just, it didn't, it didn't touch me. And I mean, I'd say- the same
1: mushroom that Leah mentioned, the first one?
0: Yeah, the so psilocybin. Thing. Yeah. Okay. And I did double the dose that Leah did.
1: Okay, and more touch on you. Um, and what happened to Leah? Actually, I don't know if you went into it, but Leah, what was your experience with the exact same machine that Kathy did not see in? With,
2: with psilocybin, my experience was pretty amazing that's it I would say that it changed me um again it was something that I had done and felt called to after my biological father's death he was killed in a very tragic accident and I decided this is something that I needed to do I felt called and the experience that I had where I felt connected to earth and I'd grown up you know, surfing the waves, being outside, but there was this different connection or shall I say reconnection to earth. I felt that I saw this web of life, quite literally, this web, this golden thread that connected every tree, every person, every animal, water, earth together. And so I felt this deep knowing that you know, we're part of it. Um, I also had an experience where, it, as crazy as it sounds, had an entity um, experience, and it, and it reminded me that the divine does with within us in within each one of us. And there was some some processing that I did. Uh, regarding some forgiveness and namely it was forgiveness of self and it was something I'd been carrying around since I was a teenager and uh, and, and basically I was told to just lay this down and to let go and to forgive myself and not even knowing that I needed to do that but knowing that you know I lived a life and I was thinking that things that happened to me that were bad or negative or something unpleasant, I deserved it. I would tell myself I deserved it. And it's Mm told me to lay that down. Let it go. This was all part of me becoming the who I am today and it wasn't a punishment.
1: Right. So that's actually a very good um, realization, right? Because then that completely changes your almost your beliefs and your foundations from there on, because everything, you know, and then changes you in that level, always kind of helps you explore the life in a very different way. When you come to something like that, like, you know, you have that realization about yourself that, you know, it is what it is. And we're all here in a school to kind of get tested so we can become shinier and brighter, just like a gold, right? It, we have to go through yeah. the process to become brighter. That is yeah. uh, the way I have seen it. And, you know, we all have had our own stories and experiences. And it's interesting. I wanted to touch on the fact, Kathy, that the fact that it didn't affect you and the fact that we had this magnificent experience. I mean, it's because, you know, all of us are so... Different in where we are in our evolution, in our consciousness, right. and also in our experiences. I mean, with Kathy, she was only 17 when she experienced something that was uh, like, you know, not yeah. a lot of people even get to experience in their lifetime. Yeah. In terms of being out of body, is what I'm emphasizing on here. And then to me, means that you have already come to the level, Kathy, and it's a right. very high possibility that you would already opened the door when it came to right. that particular. Exploration, right? And yeah. for Leah, she was opening the door for the first time, and she's seeing all these incredible.
0: Yeah. That's the general consensus. Everybody I talk to about it is like, if it does, <laughs> if it doesn't take you there, then you're there. You know, you already, mm-hmm. you yeah. already know what you already have that knowledge in in your conscious mind. You you're, you're aware, and that could be, yeah, that it could be. But I know there's still things um, in there that I have blocked up that I would like to, I would like to enter it. I would, I would like to open the door and explore further. Um, but, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in a rush about it. It'll happen when it happens. And, and I still have a few things in mind that I want to try. I would like to do peyote for sure. And maybe down the road, ayahuasca too. Um, but you know, I was listening to Leah talk about her experience and how it just really connected her to earth and, and, you know, she she felt that deep connection, and and it connects you to peace. And this is just another; these are just more reasons why, as beautiful as all that is, why it's not um, widely acceptable, or why it's illegal, is because think about it: if we all made this deep connection to Earth, and we really understood the value that she is and that she holds. Uh, everything about our lifestyles would change you know we would become very environmentally aware we would want to take care of our mother earth you know um the the, the way we overfish the oceans i mean everything would change if if every if this was available to the masses right and it was the same thing in the late 60s and 70s with the vietnam war they didn't want all their young people tripping out and finding peace they wanted them to go to war you know so mm-hmm. these these are a ma- these things are a matter of control I think the 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 medical field fully understands the benefit of all of these plant medicines but they they're not going to make the money off of them that they make off the prescription drugs
1: right right because you want to keep people in a disease state and if you keep healing people because these are healing people at levels that is beyond it's not beyond physical, right? It's an emotional sure, level. Sure. It's a level. You're I mean, in all these layers. If you get to so.
0: that level of knowing, you are going to take better care of yourself. Period. You know, it's you're you're going to be more aware of your body. You're going to be more aware of your soul. You're going to be more aware of what you listen to, what you read, what you absorb. You're going to want to live in in, in a bliss. You know, you're not it's different. You know, if you
2: nurture yourself that way, you
0: live differently.
2: I, I would agree with that, um, Cassie. Both both of the experiences that I've had, um, I definitely felt a shift afterwards. Um, what movies I watched, what I could withstand. Yeah. I mean, I can, I there's certain things I just I can't watch anymore. Yeah, I can't I, read. I, was, I don't want to be a part yeah. of them. I just I couldn't do it. And, and then you were saying something to the respect of it being available. Well, I mean, I do know I've done some reading and I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you see the pharmaceutical companies start messing with the different medicines and taking the constituents out of them to make it accessible to those that would rather just take it by a pill. Right. As opposed to in a ceremonial way and, being with the medicine is to you know do what we do let's take let's take that medicine that plant Mm -hmm. away and give it to a person
0: in a in a pill form well once they see the tides change and they're they're going to be like well people are going to people are going out of country to do this you know there's money to be made here then they're going to find a way to Strip the the holiness out of it, <laughs> or to strip the the spirituality out of it, and just make it accessible. Um, you know, and that's a, that's a whole other podcast. But uh, you yeah, know, yeah, we, and is. we we've talked about ceremony and how very important it is. And when you're talking about these sort of life altering experiences, you need the ceremony. You need the, we need ceremony in our lives. Period. You know, okay. I,
2: uh, I'm hands down in agreement with you. I think we've done many things uh and have taken the ceremony out of life. And I think with ceremony, it uh, it, it creates connection, not just at the community level, those that you're in ceremony with, but you're also in ceremony with that plant. Yeah. Yeah. And, so well, and that, there's something to be said about
0: that well and that's a trickle down too I mean it's not just the plant it's the soil that it grows in it's the sunlight it receives mm-hmm. it's
2: you know it's it's all of it's those it's the person things. that took care of it it's yeah. the person that grew and harvested and you know so there's a whole process that we're, we're to be in ceremony with and you know it's a blessing that we're there and you know it seems like such the American way to, to dissolve all that and put it in a pill and yeah. pop it into somebody's mouth. Well, I think
0: people are desperate for ceremony. I know when I had the studio, you know, that, um, like a cacao ceremony was just seems so foreign and exotic to people, you know, and, um, just to hold something in your hand and to sing a song and to have a blessing and to, to sip and savor and you know these things we're just in this society where we just consume it we don't we don't experience it we just consume it
2: yeah that, that's interesting not too long ago I had done a cacao ceremony in the house as well as bringing in kava and then we did a a sound healing uh, journey as well. So it was a very heart-opening experience, but those that had come had never experienced cacao in that manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, you know, I mean, ceremony mm-hmm. can be found, but especially with these plant medicines, I would sure hate to see that be lost, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it's interesting because I come from a culture where it's all about ceremony, right? We are very much rich in ceremony, and it's a very rich culture, actually. And I appreciate it more and more as I have taken my journey to be completely Americanized, because then yes. I see all the goodness, that, that was part of my culture. And it's good to always have that East and West um, yes. meeting with each other because there is that goodness that comes in every act. And for us, like even like in... You know, like in everything we do, it's very ceremonial. Even the clothes we wear, even the food we have—I mean, this is beyond. I've never experienced that richness in American culture. Like, I mean, to American culture, right? It's like a big potato and a steak, right? I mean, it's just completely extreme. I mean, if you really look at it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and
1: my I, my <laughs> It's it's that it's that you
0: know you we Americanize things, <laughs> you know whatever it is, <laughs> so, we'll Americanize it. And, and America a great place. Yeah. I, I would never want to live anywhere than where I live. But I think that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we could really be an even better country than we are if we can embrace, embrace these sort of ceremonial things, you know, and, and, and really find that community with one another, you know, we're not, you know, we, we all, get, you know, one thing I'm seeing right now that, that With the world and the state it is, it's it's very concerning right now. But, you know, it brings a little bit of warmth to my heart to see people pull together for the sake of a country that's really looking down the barrel of something right now that's very scary, and for everybody to stand behind them and sort of unite, and all of a sudden we're not divided anymore you know like mm-hmm. we're not we're not divided on the covid issue right now we're not divided on the political issues right now we're all really concerned about our fellow humans on the other side of the world you know mm-hmm. and and th- when i see things like that and i see people that i know have just been bitching at one another about a certain subject really come together on this and are be like all of a sudden we understand what patriotism is and we understand what real trouble is and i just think if we all lived in this state of awareness you know most of the time we wouldn't the world wouldn't be where it is right now you know and i say whatever helps you get there if it's if it's you know relaxing at the end of the day and you participate in a little bit of marijuana whatever you know do your thing if, if you want to explore the aspects, the deep aspects of your soul and your mind and the universe, be responsible, you know, uh, check out ayahuasca or, or psilocybin or or peyote, you know, um, get to know yourself. It's, it's you. You have this this time, this one lifetime that you have this one. You may have more, but this one, it's up to you, to the depths you explore it it's up to you. I want to know myself. I want to know, I, agree. I want to know every little thing I can about myself. And I think there's a lot more to learn. And I think some of these plant medicines are, they're a gatekeeper to, to answers, mm-hmm. to answers, to possibly even past lives, to Whatever it is you're searching for, I think it can help you find right.
2: it. Well, it all starts with the the person in the mirror, right? You're speaking to you know, the that thing called unity, which I think is important. And I do agree that to know thyself is the most important in what I have experienced to some degree or another is there are a lot of people that don't. Yeah. <laughs> that don't want to know, that are Scared to know. and I get that too? And to know what's on the other side of that veil. And um, you know, wouldn't it be a really interesting thing if Putin did some painting? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I won't answer that one. I, that would be that would that would be. Um, I think he knows enough about himself that um, he wouldn't wouldn't dare do that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that. It's like I said earlier. By the time, by the time someone really gets to a calling to do something like peyote or ayahuasca, the majority of people, yes, there's people that go over there to to see what kind of trip it is, or you know, to go do it to see what kind of trip it is. But the majority of people understand before they've got there, they've done a lot of shadow work. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to think about myself doing a plant medicine with that kind of power without having done the shadow work. Because stuff in the shadows don't hide very well all the time. And when you go into that world, they're going to show themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you haven't done any shadow work. That's what I believe. I mean, I believe that, you know, it's not that what lives in the shadows is bad. It's just, hi- it's just hidden. It's hidden because we don't want to face it. And um, so I, I really don't think people would abuse it that much because I think there's a good enough understanding of in, in the recesses of your mind of where you may journey to. You know, it, I think it's one of those things that there's work to be done before you get there.
1: But you know, I need to say something, Kathy, here because I actually disagree with you. Okay. The reason is that the plant needs you wherever you are. And I've talked to, you know, I mean, I know uh, people who do all these different, like, I was actually very serious about doing the combo medicine um, in the early 2020s. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that pretty much does that. And then he basically told me that, uh, and combo is basically a frog poison, right? And it's very, like, I mean, if you really watch any videos on it, it's pretty, uh it's pretty rootsome on your body, basically. And, and he was saying that most of these plant medicine will meet you wherever you are, right? So just like when you did the mushroom and it didn't do anything for you, right? It's kind of along the same line because it's not operating on a, it's operating based off of you. So you're providing, you are the template, right? So you are kind of creating the experience wherever you are. So I would say that plant medicine is kind of a shadow work itself too, right? And shadow work is not like, Something you can do it, and you can say I've done it enough, so I no longer have any shadow left. It's a, it's just a lifetime thing, right? We're right. doing shadow work. It's like a work in progress. We're all going to be always a work in progress when it comes to being in a human form, right? And right. Being, so, so I would say that actually, I mean, it's a great idea. So I I'd really do Cathy on the fact that you know the more uh, you have understanding of yourself, the less you're going to be shocked by. Right, yeah. Well, that I agree with you. So I think it's good, and also like some plant medicine. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if the one that Leah um required any preparation, but like some of the medicine requires you to completely be on a different diet, and even like you know you go through that change in your pattern before you even consume the yeah. um, like ayahuasca. I think it does require yeah. some prep work. So this kind of gets you know that so then you when you change your diet, right, it changes your mindset, it changes your pattern. And it does make you see things differently than you have. So, yeah, I would say that just to add to what you're saying in a way that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the fact that you're willing to do these experiences and you want to go into the unknown territory, you are willing to face a part of you that you haven't
0: experienced yet okay. and you are... Oh, I think yeah. it's going to expose you to a lot of yourself that you haven't experienced yet. I think that's <laughs> the, I think that's the whole purpose in doing it, right? Is to know yourself better. Um, I just, I just think in general, if if you know, if you research the medicine you're going to take, it's generally best to, like Leah said, to know what your intention is going in there, and to have done some work on yourself already. Um, have have cleared away some of your own darkness or negativity before you experience that. But then there's people that go and do it to help them understand all that darkness and, or shadow or whatever it may be. And then they can have a better way to deal with it moving forward.
2: Well, there have been cases where people have had psychotic breaks. Yeah. Doing the medicine. So there that has happened. I just wanted to let Shmaz you know that, that. You know, people have had the, the psychotic break, and it's taken them a very long time to mend themselves back to some level of being able to, to move through the world, and yeah. so that's happened. And, and, and with a peyote, I did what is called a Vietas, which is I was on a special diet um, three days up the ceremony and then afterwards and it shifted me it shifted my my diet I, I know when I came back stateside there was a long time that I didn't even drink caffeine and I still haven't gone back to eating meat so red meat let me qualify that red meat yeah. <laughs> I have not <laughs> and, um, and also you had mentioned combo I had done that last weekend I went to I had a ceremony yeah I had a ceremony here at the house did combo and for me a lot of this especially the peyote and the combo Mm -hmm. was because I feel like I'm on this healing path I'm really trying to work through the Hashimoto's and doing what's best for me my body my soul my spirit and uh, it uh, that in of itself is a is not for the faint of heart not at all now, what is yeah, that exactly? What is it? Well, combo is yeah. the um, basically it's the ceremony, but they're using the Amazonian frog, the poison that's on it, and they place it on um, different parts of the body. They they're called gates.
0: I've seen um, this or I've heard about it. Okay, keep going. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, and so what this poison does is uh, makes an individual purge. And it could be, you know, purged from the mouth or purged from below, but right. it, it's going to happen. And and it's atypical that you don't. And sometimes if you just have one gate and they place the, the poison on that, you may not purge at all.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. But I know in my experience, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did it twice. I did two ceremonies.
0: So, what was the, how, how did that resonate with you? I mean, is that a kind of an out of body thing? What is it?
2: Oh, no. There's nothing psychedel- psychedelic about it. Um, the way that it all moves through this, uh, as far as ceremony goes, you know, practitioner, shaman, uh, I, Mine was a male, and he did a little bit of what is called hape. So it's basically this ground tobacco, and he blows it into your nose, and then there's some eye drops afterwards, and then he administers the combo. And by doing that, what he does is he heats up a stick and places gates, points on your arm, neck, or different places on the body and then places the poison on it, and you sit with the medicine. And for me, I definitely purged, and it's it's, it's it can be very violent on the body. But yeah. I definitely it works. It works deeply.
1: Hmm. Yeah. How many water? How much water did you have to drink before the whole I process? Drank,
2: yeah. Thank you for saying that. I I drank about two pints prior to him putting the, the, the poison on my arm and my neck.
1: Right, that to me neck. was the hardest part, drinking that amount of water, like because I had signed up for it, and I was not sure how I'm gonna do that, because to me, uh, it's very hard for me to swallow water in general. So I was like, holy shit, how am I gonna do that? So that <laughs> to me was the biggest concern Then whatever happens afterwards
0: and I didn't do it so that's good that you did it I drink a ton of water yeah. but Shanaz one thing to do is like place your hand over your water and bless your water before you drink it okay. and that'll, that'll make you drink it more okay that's a good idea yeah I mean yeah, that's
2: a really great idea just, just
0: think as you're drinking your water that you're absorbing blessings
2: mm-hmm.
0: that way you'll, okay. you'll you'll drink all the water you need right <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I definitely. I mean, the water is the best thing, and that's that's pretty amazing that you just did combo. You said last week and right here, like in uh, Huntsville? Yeah, Mm -hmm. did it up. Actually,
2: I had the ceremony at my house. Had the practitioner um, who came up from Florida. We had the ceremony here. First night was. Steve and I, and then the second day was we had a, a group of individuals that were interested come over and we did two wow. and then another two.
1: Wow. Well, next time contact me when you do these things because I would probably. Okay. I'll, <laughs> <busy>. <laughs> okay.
2: Yay. I'll let you know. We, we, do, we do plan on having the practitioner come back up and doing
1: um, another couple of ceremonies.
2: Awesome. Okay,
1: I guess we'll talk offline on that, and and yeah, and um, Kathy, I'm interested in uh, uh, P.O.T. as well. So when you decide, uh, maybe you can go together. Right yeah,
0: that definitely. I know there's well, there's probably a lot of places around both of us. I don't know. I know there's a lot of Indian tribe places around here.
2: Um, there's there's okay. one in Tennessee. There's one in Tennessee, and then as far as Ayahuasca goes, there's actually several stateside. Think there's a really um, renowned one that I was told about in Kentucky. Okay.
1: Oh wow. So I think that um, Leah is going to be our resident uh, expert in plant medicine uh, experiences. <laughs> there you and go. Gonna, um, and we are going to tell Leah, if you want to do this, please give us some suggestion, and you know, yeah, because I think I really want to experience uh, something good first before awesome. we go and. Do a lot of purging with combo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I found a, it really you can healing. Have some fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. I found the combo experience very healing. Yeah, it definitely. Oh,
1: healing. Takes a toll on very healing. Yes, yeah, definitely. Okay, But it takes a toll on your physical body, but ultimately, so ultimately, everything you've done, you feel like it has taken you to the next level, and you feel good overall. Your physical body and your understanding of life and all of that. So, so you recommend experiencing? I, I absolutely, but it's one of those
2: things. You know, I know so many people that are um, moving through things in their life, and as much as I can look at them and think, you know, it would be really good for them. <laughs> Yeah. I would think either a combo or Paley right. or whatever, ayahuasca and it has to come from within. Yeah. You know, okay. I can't yeah. yeah, I can't twist somebody's arm. I can share with them my own experiences, but it's not anyone any anyone thing that I would go up to somebody and say, you know, I think you need to do this. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's like so you said when I'm they're ready. ready. Up, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Kathy, I know we have probably gone. Uh, we have gone more than an hour. So yeah, I'm. I think that we have gotten a uh, good understanding of all these, and seems like both me and Kathy are very interested in uh, doing things like uh, Leah is on that path, and yeah. um, let's expand our mind. <laughs>
0: yes. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Y'all are great. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thank you well thank you. So thank much you. I think this was fun and it, it we did like well hopefully we answered some questions for some people and um yeah. you know I just believe it's 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 one of those things. If you're called to do it, I think I think you should listen to the call, just like anything else. Yeah. So right. all right, ladies. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be putting out another one um, in a week or so. So everybody be good. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy life. Try to find the beauty in everything. Namaste.